0: With Conair Bomb, Available at ConairGirlBomb.com or a retailer near you. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner.
1: Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was we'll wooded.
0: But be careful because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really
2: need your help, Gene.
0: Freeze Americano!
2: Huh? Oh! Gene! Run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Ashley Flowers, creator and host of the number one true crime podcast, Crime Junkie. Every Monday, me and my best friend Britt break down a new case, but not in the way you've heard before, and not the cases you've heard before. You'll hear stories on Crime Junkie that haven't been told anywhere else. I'll tell you what you can do to help victims and their families get justice. Join us for new episodes of Crime Junkie every Monday, already waiting for you by searching for Crime Junkie wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: There are some people
0: who would look at the Marcus style and call you extravagant.
2: So, um an extravagance and not, but at the same time as first lady, I have to flaunt, practically flaunt love and beauty.
1: Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. Today's villainess journeyed from popular, savvy public figure to crooked, infamous politician. She's now known for being the epitome of excessive wealth and corruption. But in her heyday, she rubbed elbows with celebrities and political leaders from around the world. Let's talk about the former first lady of the Philippines, Imelda Marcos. Imelda Remedios Visitacion Romualdez was born in Manila, Philippines on July 2, 1929. She was the middle child of 11 siblings and grew up in a strict, wealthy group of devout Catholics called Closed Catholics. But around 1931, Imelda's family fortune took a turn. She and her mother, along with many of Emelda's siblings, had to move into the family garage due to conflict between Imelda's parents. Then, when Imelda was only eight years old, Her mother died from double pneumonia. Imelda's father was struggling with a failing law practice, so he moved the family to Tacloban in 1938, seeking an easier life. That didn't mean he was supportive. In 1942, he refused to let Imelda go back to school. She didn't go back to high school until the United States World War II Philippines campaign. She managed to graduate in 1948. After that, Imelda began to thrive. She won a beauty contest the next year and graduated from St. Paul's College with a degree in education in 1952. She then returned to Manila, her birthplace. It had been transformed with development after the destruction of World War II. The city mayor called Imelda the Muse of Manila because she caught the attention of many of its most important political figures. In 1954, she met Ferdinand Marcos, a then-ambitious 36-year-old politician. Imelda and Ferdinand were married after only two weeks. They quickly became one of the most dominant political couples in the country. And between 1955 and 1960, Imelda gave birth to three children. Ferdinand Marcos was elected president of the Philippines in 1965. In the first place, I was duly elected as president in 1969. Imelda's glamor and political knowledge seemed to make her the perfect first lady. She beautified the capital city and was an asset when it came to meeting with political leaders from around the world. But things really went downhill after Ferdinand was re-elected for his second term and declared martial law. Domestic opinions of Imelda dropped. People saw her spending as excessive and resented the unequal political favor she offered relatives. The politician Benigno Aquino Jr., who was also one of Imelda's exes, was one of her most vocal critics. The Marcos regime exiled him to the United States. Despite threats from Imelda, Benigno flew back to the Philippines in 1983 and was immediately assassinated by government forces. His widow, Corazon Aquino, subsequently became one of the Marcos' top political opponents. The Marcos ran a government rife with financial corruption. During the next election in 1986, They faced a strong opposition movement centered around Corazon Aquino. The Marcos regime committed massive voting fraud in an attempt to keep power. The strategy failed, as it was so blatant and outrageous that it caused the military to withdraw support. Just like that, Imelda and Ferdinand were on the run. The couple fled to Hawaii on February 25, 1986. Investigations then revealed the true extent of the Marcos family's corrupt spending, particularly Imelda's. She left behind an opulent fashion collection and as many as 3,000 pairs of shoes.
0: Discovered in Imelda's closet in 1986, the world was, well, appalled and flabbergasted.
1: Imelda became a worldwide symbol for excess and ill-gotten wealth, with her shoes acting as the ultimate representation. Imelda's husband passed away in 1989, and she faced corruption and embezzlement charges in both the U.S. and the Philippines. Nonetheless, she returned to the Philippines two years later to rekindle her career as a politician. After a failed presidential bid, she served two terms in Congress on a Filipino island. Just last year, Imelda was convicted of corruption and sentenced to 42 years in prison for her crimes. Still, it's mostly a symbolic victory for her opposition. She'll likely remain free on bail for the rest of her life, and she continues to deny any wrongdoing. Imelda is still alive and still involved with politics in the Philippines, despite her rocky history. Two out of her three children continue to run for or hold office. Though Imelda Marcos' political career continued after her convictions, she'll always be known to the world as the politician who bought thousands of shoes on the taxpayer's dime. Tune in tomorrow for the story of another famed villainess. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow. Before we go, a few words about another podcast you might like. Need a little creative inspiration? Check out Just the Beginning, Kickstarter's podcast about how independent creators bring their ideas to life. Meet an artist touring the U.S. in a mobile tattoo shop for women, a designer turning discarded plastic water bottles into chic eyeglasses, and the creator of a new kind of dating app one inspired by personal ads in vintage lesbian erotica. Listen to the entire first season of Just the Beginning on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite shows. And be sure to subscribe to catch new episodes. Looking for hair removal tools that not
0: only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control?
2: Hi, I'm Ashley Flowers, creator and host of the number one true crime podcast, Crime Junkie. Every Monday, me and my best friend Britt break down a new case, but not in the way you've heard before and not the cases you've heard before. You'll hear stories on Crime Junkie that haven't been told anywhere else. I'll tell you what you can do to help victims and their families get justice. Join us for new episodes of Crime Junkie every Monday, already waiting for you by searching for Crime Junkie wherever you listen to podcasts.